They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Admit I was a clown to be messing around, but that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. Better bye 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 bye. Better bye 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 bye. Better bye 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 bye. Hello, dude. That is hello, JD Rainsford. How are we doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? Good, good. It's I weird. feel I've um we've not had a bad stuff. We've not recorded together like this because we've been seeing each other's faces too much. I know exactly. We all our, all our chat is gone. Well, I chat. We have no chat when we've when we've when we've seen each other in person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were a bit late on the <laughs> the roundups of what's gone on the run show. Or is it twenty twenty four now? Is it twenty twenty four? Yeah. Yeah. So apologies, do better. Um, it's partly been because of travel and family life and time zones and various other well, things we haven't managed. Well, to. we've been we've been we've been we've been uh, entertaining live audiences. And so, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, do badders. When when we're in front of a live audience, you 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 get deprioritized. So I do apologise that, but you just got to come and see us live. That's it. Although I've got to be honest, given our performance of the National Run Show, you, you might not feel that they were the priority <laughs> based on that. Uh, but yeah, the, actually, this year was we've got the sessions recorded, and previously we've put out a couple of episodes. One with Sabrina one with uh, James Dunn from Morning Coffee Run because we thought they were really good sessions that they haven't covered before on our podcast. Actually, this year, I thought there were far more sessions that I'm kind of torn where there's an element of me that's actually, we should do a full podcast with this person. But there's also an element of me that thinks, oh man, wouldn't it just be easier to use the the run show recording because that was that was good. And sure, it's only 30 minutes. 35 minutes um but does save us a lot of work so um but i i thought this year's show was just amazing like better than i think the best one was the first one for us the one we had with laz and camille um and yeah. dean and john alvin and it just seemed to have a nikki there and then this is the first one that i feel it surpassed pre-covid yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, I think, you know, with that first one, we kind of we got a lot of like big hitters straight away, didn't we? Mm. That was that that was the that was the good thing. But I do think with this, we've kind of we've found the right blend of guests, subjects, things to talk about, and it and it kind of and it all kind of come together, didn't it as well? So just, just if if someone wasn't there, what what are some highlights of of who I can't I know we only did it two weeks, so I can't remember who was on it now. It seems to completely yeah. escape my. Escape well, should we talk so, through our um, shows? Because I think we've had very different experiences. I I came in having flown from Thailand the day before, and and also knowing that there was going to be a separate stand for caffeine bullet. Um, so I had the team going to that as well and, uh, wanting to make sure that didn't fall apart. Um, so yeah, the new presenter as well was Sophie, Sophie power, which was exciting. And, um, yeah, for me, I kind of on day one, I'd say there was one moment, I won't say who, where I was interviewing a guest and I was completely knackered and I was listening to their answer and I just thought, 
what am I doing here, man? I'm so bored by this answer. I'm an old dude. I know. And... I know that exact moment. I know the exact moment that that happened. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I look down. I'm like, wow, we still got like 15 minutes to go on this one. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Um, but then actually the, then different guests in, and you're like, this is brilliant. Like this is, and well, my, Let's let's bring up the agenda so I can actually remind myself who we spoke to on each, each each day. The thing is, there's there's an element of the there's an element of some guests where we know them really well, and that's never going to be a highlight for us really because in some ways we're almost doing a song and dance with them, where we're doing a best of of what we've already yeah, done mate, podcast mate, mates on stage to have a chit chat that's that's what that's that that's about it's a bit you know we know we know we know the notes that you have to hit with certain guests yeah but, you know the audience the audience wants some greatest hits they don't want anything super new you know they don't want yeah, Robbie to absolutely. come out and sing and, and sing rude box they don't want that they want well, i hope they didn't they want, want robbie to, to come out because robbie didn't come out <laughs> ah, no exactly yeah <laughs> But, um, but was it better? Actually, was it better for Robbie not coming out? That's the question. <laughs> so Robbie Britton sacked off ill. So James Elson, I always forget how just James, I think, is brilliant. His answers are always so so directed at the receiver. Don't you think? Which which you know, the that may seem a weird comment, but there are a lot of guests that we have who when they're doing the show they're up there and i'm not gonna name names because that'll just be rude um but they're they're going through their answers they want to say some stuff and it doesn't matter what anyone's asked what well, doesn't matter what the question is that they're being asked or the point is that someone's you know trying to get them to make they will give their answer regardless the, the thing i loved about the uh, james elton session is what it was it was kind of impromptu um, mm. but it was really really in depth it was really good it was all about you know running your um yeah, how to how how to do uh, uh twenty four hour events, how to do kind of multi day stuff. Um, you know, which has vast vast experience. But actually, his experience both as a runner and as a race director, and you know, and 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 the point he was making as well about the majority of people who drop out in his races could finish, which I thought was just a yeah. brilliant point. They like yeah. it's, it's not it's just it's not they they could finish like pretty much hundred percent of them. Uh, unless there's something like seriously, seriously wrong, like they're you know they've, they're pissing blood or something like that, they can finish. Which considering you know the kind of the dropout rate, so yeah, his stuff's great. And he, you know, and he to be fair, I've had well. nights out where I've been pissing blood and I've still not finished. So, you know, it's there's not it's many nights when you're not pissing blood. Actually, you pissing blood is pretty, <laughs> it's it's pretty normal. Especially now I'm in Thailand, it seems to be seems to be linked in a way that I. I'm yet to explain to my wife, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was really, I like Elsie, I, I know from the golden trail, Elsie Davis, and I've interviewed her before at Love Trails. And, um, I was kind of expecting a similar, a similar dance, but she was not that she was bad at, at, at Love Trails, but I thought she was really, really, really interesting. Um, and I really want to talk. I, I can't explain why, but at some point we're going to do an episode about something unrelated to anything we've spoken about previously that I'm desperate to do. Um, 
and she was is keen to do but when the timing is right so i'm waiting for that episode but we, we've got to give a shout out to that's Ali. the most um, opaque uh preview <laughs> ever something's gonna happen in the future that i can't tell you what the subject is and it's gonna happen but when it happens fucking hell it's gonna happen yeah it's 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 so unique and um and potentially emotional as well. So um, that is to come. But um, shout out to Ali as well. Ali, the Jack Scott came on the stage at, at lunchtime, host his, his what spine people were still race. on the course. What people were still on the spine. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, the crowd for that was was brilliant. And it actually, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as big as it was because I... I hadn't realized quite how much of an impact the spine has made on British kind of ultra running community and, and actually wider than ultra running community, the running community. But the number of people who are watching that session, it was great. You know, it was so emotional, understandably, because he was fucking destroyed. Um, it was, yeah. it was those pictures of it. He looked, I, I, you know, you, cause you kind of, you see, you saw Jack Kunza when he finished, you see, uh, you know, Damo when he does stuff. You think, you know, and they, they, you know, like when, um, you know, when they're doing rounds or when they're doing other things as well. And they, they, you know, and everyone kind of looks, it looks like a bit tired and stuff like that. But fucking hell, he like he left it all out there and some. He, he, he looked. I mean, it was incredible that he even came. I do think. I do think that the running show benefits now from the fact that the mm. the spine happens when it does as well. So it is it, it literally is the first chance you get to speak to whoever's just finished the spine or whoever's. And just, whether this uh, will just be a regular running. kind of rite of passage, we almost save a space for whoever comes in, and they uh, we we get the taxi, we get the speed bike uh, they can shoot down in. Um, and and actually that that performance was it was interesting because. It was referenced throughout both shows. So John Kelly talked about it. I can't remember if Scott talked about it, Scott Jurek. Um, but jo- John Kelly referenced, he was he was saying about how the, you know, there's almost a 60-hour area that he thinks you can, you can race without having to do deep sleep, like a big sleep. Mm. And that how, how Jack had now, because he was running so much quicker, had almost cut so much time off the finish time that it was coming into that region, which is why he got away with, what was it 43 minutes sleep, 30, 53 minutes sleep or something in the whole time. Um, crazy. But Ellis Bland, um, great, great talker, great insight, completely different to anyone we've had on the stage before. Do you know what? It felt, it, it felt weird that um, I didn't get to listen to a lot of the a lot of the ones when you went on stage because mm. I was so desperately trying to go, go trying to get something to drink or or whatever mm. else. It seemed to be that schedule seemed to be really really packed. I don't know why it was. Um, weirdly, it felt busier for us than it did when we nor- when we normally have a stand. I don't know why that why that was. Yes, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, we, we, I I do want to interview Ellis on the podcast rather than putting out his episode because there are just so many different topics to to go into to greater detail, like, which I think we would be able to do. It's I do think you have a different 
conversation on stage to the podcast because you're constantly aware that there's the audience there. And it, I, I think you're... You can't go deeper into things on on the stage. Sometimes you want to explore yeah. something, but the audience are there to to hear the main things that they want to. You know, there's a, there's that. I do think it keeps you conscious, though. It does keep you. It, I, I, I think it holds you back from too long an answer, and mm. also from from opening up quite as much as you you normally would. Um, but Ellis talked about not only you know coming from a, a dynasty of very good fell runners and the pressure it had on him but then um how he kind of got back into running since then and, and performed from mid mid pack to now being winning races when he's going out eating pies as part of his part of his fueling genuinely taking pies in his pockets just brilliant and how he put on a stone and a half for some of his races because he knew that his body wouldn't be able to finish things like the Bob Graham rounds with with a lighter frame because because of it, previous experience of injuries and stuff. It's just amazing insight. Amazing. Um and then I I only caught half of John's John Gent bad boy runner turns full on celebrity star. Like how did that session go? That was great. I mean he did such a good job with that and everything. We talked about it beforehand to think you know to 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 kind of like go through you know exactly what what it's worth talking you know what, what we need to talk about when we need to cover like you know how detailed to, to get about it but he you know, he's been such a he's been such a star within bbrc mm. uh advising people um that he he properly showed up that was a really well because it was the last session of the day probably mm. one of the best attended last sessions of the day that we've ever had it was it was full and it was amazing actually there were a lot of people there who were doing run walk purposefully mm. a lot of people who we're doing run walk, you know, less purposefully. They were doing some element of it, and so they were learning. It. And then there were some people there who, uh, in the audience, who had never really thought about this as a, a as a strategy, or you know, and uh, yeah, it was great. It worked. Um, it was it was such it was such a good session. And probably some do realize they're thinking, "Wow, people actually run these things!" Like, wow, I don't know. <laughs> what? Like, what? what? What's this run element? What? <laughs> On an ultra? What? Isn't it like the, walk eats? Walk eats. That's what it's supposed to be. But the um the fact that it like there's some sessions that you think you need a nutrition one every year, and also that's partly because everyone's interested in nutrition, partly because Rini is just great. Um, but actually, to me, it did feel like run walk almost needs to be every year as well because it's. I think it's a really important message to put out there, particularly for the newer runner for to make it easier and more welcome. You can have your first doctor panel, which was also great, but actually having someone really lay out just how different you can approach these races is is really, really good. Um but and, yeah, the... and of course and, and of course the all right, so this is I I I'm not being rude here, but it might seem like it's a bit rude, but I'm not being rude. The audience is a little tracks a little older, I would say. A little older, and so you know, uh, there's probably a lot of people there who haven't done their first ultra. Although it is different now, isn't it? Like, but in the first few years when we were doing it, we're like, how many people have done an ultra? And it was like, mm. it, it wasn't a huge amount. Um, mm. Or if it was, it was, it was, it was do bad as you'd put their hands up, and other people wouldn't. Now it's like pretty much everyone has done an ultra, and yeah. so it's really interesting. So, oh, that was the, yeah, that was actually the, the interesting thing. Like right at the start, we had Vassos, and Vassos said made some ludicrous comment. That two hundred is the new one hundred, 
<laughs> and, and and I mean, it is a ludicrous comment, but it shows you that we were talking. We, you know, on that stage, we were talking about one hundreds as though they're just perfectly normal things to do now. Like it's perfect. Yeah, it's just this. Just yeah. yeah, what running hundreds is just that is just bread and butter. Bread and butter of ultras now. Like that's what you do. You do hundreds now. Like anyone. Yeah, anyone can run a hundred. Piece of piss. There and it's go. quite hard to you forget that not everyone knows what the the Bob Graham round is or Le Jog or there's all these. Oh, oh yeah. Fine. Yeah. We made a massive error there. We made a massive error. We started talking about Le Jog and we didn't, didn't explain what it was. Yeah. And you, because you're, you're halfway through a conversation and it flows into something else and you, you forget that you sometimes need to, particularly if the guest is speaking, you don't want to interrupt the flow unnecessarily, but actually to then be able to translate it. Um, but yeah, then the the evening came and uh, Ali won Coach of the Year. Um, amazing, and it meant it meant there were drinks for longer because of the award ceremony. But yeah, um, so actually... yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, 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 you paid the price. So there are awards which are always boring if you're not winning it, but because there's awards, there's more drinks. So swings and roundabouts, swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, completely. Yeah. And I was, I, was, I was happy to have those drinks. But it was, I, I mean, I, I was probably in bed by nine because I was just absolutely ruined. And it was such a different experience to to when we normally have a bad, a do badder event because um, you normally wake up absolutely hungover. And I remember that first year of having Nikki Spinks on stage hungover. We were hungover. <laughs> My audience was hungover. And this time... Um, I mean, I was still ruined from jet lag, but actually feeling very different. Now you had, we're going to excuse you had an excuse to jet lag. Like I was, I was in bed by nine o'clock because I was just feeling ill. I felt I just I don't know. I felt you know, something happened really weirdly. Like I, I don't know whether it's about being back in that space or whatever, but I got really yeah. ill on that on that on that Saturday, and then on the Sunday, I just like I said to you, I, I nearly fell over. I could. I nearly fell over on the stage, and I gladly no, no one noticed because I was just like struggling. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah, yeah. You were struggling on a Sunday for very day, different reasons. There was one, there was one session. Which one was it? Was it was it the Beth one or the? Um, actually, maybe the last one, Tom. You <laughs> just stood there staring at because you couldn't sit on the stool. I could send the stool. Oh yeah, that was it. We got these metal <laughs> stools, and the fucking thing was making my back made my back hurt so much. I couldn't sit down on these stools anymore, and so I had to stand up. And so because I was standing up, and I was so feeling so ill, <laughs> and everything. I was kind of like kind of like swooning around. But I don't think I I don't think I contri- contributed anything at all to that session. <laughs> But like, um, David, take it away. Take it away. You just, you, you just. I'll let, I'll let you ask as many questions as you want, David. I'm not going to interrupt. But the like Super Sunday with with so many, so many kick-ass females, right? But actually, I was, I was, I think it was, it was better than I thought it was even going to be. Like Jasmine, Jasmine Paris. I thought we've interviewed her once on the podcast quite a few years ago, and she was really insightful then. I was concerned, actually, both her and Beth, I was nervous that they were going to be super nervous because... Um, yeah, again, they... you don't know, do you? You just don't know how people are going to show up in front of people. Yeah, like, and, some and people like... Are, some people, are, like you say, they just they don't want to open up as much, and but that wasn't a problem. 
Well, I just thought her her answers was so good. Her insight was so good. Um, we might we might put Jasmine's one out actually because she's super hard to interview anyway, and it was great. Um, but Beth, we'd 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 interviewed two years previously, and I hadn't realised at that stage. I knew she had an injury, but I didn't realise quite how bad an injury it was at that stage. Um, but also uh, prior to that, she'd the same with the interview on the podcast we'd done with her. She'd had not an easy ride, but such a smooth way into being one of the best in the world that she didn't have a huge amount of like shit going wrong that you could talk about or even like, Oh yeah. Mistakes. The, no mistakes. There's no are, mistakes. These are my There's... mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't make it. It was like, there were none. Yeah. I was incredible right from the start. Just turn up, just turn up and do them. Then you win them. And, um, but her session was really good as well. And I think the fact she'd had, so much longer to come to terms with with this brutal injury. Um, she was really open and giving with 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 her honest answers about it and about you know coming to terms with it and you know motherhood coming and her sister and things and yeah I I that was a session where I, having done an interview with her two years ago and not much changing within that time. I mean, because I think it was still after Western States. That was one of those interviews where I was a little bit nervous of like, are we just doing the same thing here? But actually, no, it was really, really good. Um, really good as, as well. And uh, and then Shane Oli. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he is. He is. I spoke to him for ages before going on. We have a share shared enemy which uh i'm very happy about oh do you uh, yeah, i think you know i know who that means yeah, what's yeah, that yeah, based exactly. out of that's based out of people getting chucked out of his race for for abusing his uh staff wow so he, people abusing people in shane's races yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh Give god me. okay um yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but i these I, I i've had a, a skype with shane before and you you get a bit of an impression of, or you think you have an impression of people, just from their online personas or the the nature of the races they do. He had a lot more of a twinkle in his eye than I was expecting. Yeah, like he is, yeah, absolutely. He, he is a mischief maker, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, his his episode would be great to release, but there's there's so many more stories that we heard not oh. on the stage that we want to tell i mean his his climbing experience like the guy is just a legend so we we absolutely just want to do a full episode with him and try and try and un, un, you know uncover like a third of the great stories that he's that he definitely has um and did you did you see the the blind date do you think that worked Oh, do you know what? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it at all. I went off to get something to eat. Um, uh, but I heard it worked really, really well. Everyone was like really impressed with it. Yeah. If, if you don't know, Dubaz, um, Ali had organized a race director's blind date session. And the idea is uh, we supposedly picked someone random from the audience um, to then ask them questions about their ultras. The good thing is, I think Blind Date has such a a warm place in people's hearts. And um, do you know what? It, I couldn't. The, the music came on. I was like, "Bloody hell! Is that what the music was like?" A Blind Date. It's just so <laughs> so old. 
Yeah, it's just synth, cheesy synth, right? It it could be a um it could be a terrible lounge singer on a, a gala cruise ship walking onto that music. That's the same music, right? But it was yeah. so it was so cringily cheesy. But actually, because it was blind date and because of the audience, everyone's like, that's what we want. We want this level of I like, mean that's that shows you that shows you that shows you the demographic of the audience doesn't it like <laughs> despite despite the run shows attempts to try and drag a younger demographic in there the fact that everyone got the blind date thing it shows yeah. says everything you need to know yeah absolutely and and even the like you knew james was going to be fine with it he'd just get along with it he's not too cool for school but colin on there from 13 valleys uh ultra he organizes the Great North Run. Like, this is a credible... Not that James isn't incredible, but this is someone who... But he's, really known, he's known to be a laugh, isn't he? That's the thing. He's known to... He, he's known, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he wears his personality on his sleeve. That's the thing. And James knows us really well, right? So he's yeah. going to go along with it. Um, and the same with Eric from... Um, I can't remember Eric's. He's got a... Um, I can't remember the name of his races, but they're super fun. Um, Russell Bock running. Uh, but, but yeah, with Colin, he didn't really know us... He's, he's a stage sponsor coming on stage doing that. I think you could see the trepidation, but yeah, that everyone was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And a massive thanks to Marie who came on with some, some very cheesy, great questions and, and also got herself a, a free ticket to the 13 Valleys Ultra, which I, I was quite, I was surprised by. So you think the great, the great company, the great run company coming into ultras my my expectation on how they'd approach things like the medals and that type of thing i was quite surprised by how how forward thinking they were do you do you know about that what they do uh you yeah you told me about it i think you 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 said something along the lines that the the medals are locally sourced uh and the t-shirts uh there's a lot of like sustainability built into it is that right yeah which yeah and with the first year the medal was a patch that you could sew on which is it's quite a nice idea people had then fed back that they weren't we that fucking want that we don't want that <laughs> we don't want a patch we want a fucking medal because yeah we, you get medals when you do races yeah i mean that kind of was the feedback so they i think there still is the patch but they then went to a local slate a slate mine to get the medals, which they can then smooth down if they don't use all the medals and engrave them again. So they, they never actually overmake medals, which is a pretty smart way of doing things. So um yeah, shout out to 13 Valleys Ultra. That is that's the way you should do things. And also shout out obviously to Rini and Tom. Um Rini arrived Saturday night at 10 o'clock at night, no hotel room. And you can um, have a hotel room as well. That happened oh, to you yeah. as well. I think they were trying to match make me and Rini, but uh, she turned out with her partner. So uh, she, she, she got wise to this ruse. So um, yeah, she, she'd driven a long way from the lakes to be there. I think <laughs> that's her frustration, but, um, and also shout out to Tom Jolly, who was, I think the last being last on the Sunday is always the hardest slot, right? Yeah, it is hard. And um, he was really honest about his, his, his ambitions. He wants to win UTMB about, need for sponsors and kind of the pressures on being a pro runner but also really 
open about his training methodology and how it would change from his multi days or he'd done his ultra X um, winning the world series and, and focusing more on like something like UTMB. So if you don't know Tom Jolly, go and follow his, his Instagram, go, he's, he's got some really good content. So Tom Jolly, um, it's spelled as you expect. Well, should we, should we try and, but, we're, well, we're... I just have to, I just have to add, I just have to add that hmm. we almost made one of the gravest errors we could have ever made because what we didn't, we got, because we, we, of course we didn't have these, the standard we had before we had all the volunteers. We didn't factor in that there may be a possibility that Spike wouldn't have been there. And oh, fortunately, fortunately, he had the foresight to go, do you need me there? I'll come there. I'll stay overnight. I'll do this. I'll do everything. And he got there. And actually, we cannot do that stage without Spike because he is such an integral part of it to see his little face running around with the microphone and everything else. So like massive shout out to Spike. And in fact, we need, we need Spike everywhere we ever are, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. I know he wasn't in Boston, you selfish bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had to go and wipe my own ass today and I I got it all wrong. There was no direction. There was no kind of support (laughs) from mate. mate. Well, yes. Thank you, Spike. You absolute legends. Um, I was hoping we could do a quick one here so we could do a quick one about America, but we've only got 20 minutes left before JD has to go. So we're not going to be able to manage that, are we? So we are potentially a a bad stuff down, but things we want to talk about that I think we should save to the next bad stuff. Oh, obviously we want to talk about Kate Carter and what seems to have happened with, with Derek and Derek versus runner's world. Yeah, and oh, I just I just feel for Kate so much. Um, such a ah, well, we we can talk about that in the next episode. Drugs, say. Drugs. drugs, drugs, absolutely. Who was gonna? Um, who was going to? Who was gonna? Who was gonna back the enhanced games? Oh, only one of the uh, most prominent billionaires in the world, it seems. I mean, so when did you hear this? This is big. big uh, I saw right? it. I, do you know what? I saw it. I think I saw it uh, a couple of days ago. And it mm. said something like uh, Peter Thiel backs um, uh, 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 games for uh, drug users. I was thinking, God, it can't be the same thing. And then I checked it was. It was the same thing as the enhanced games. I was thinking, oh, because the thing is, we knew that it was yeah. going to be the, the way it was set up. It was a play for investment because they yeah. haven't got anything sorted. It was all it was all kind of smoke and mirror. There was nothing for confirmed something like that. So they were waiting for something like that to come along. But he, you know, he obviously sees something in it. Um yeah. But I didn't think he'd I think you'd never have guessed like backing to that level. Mm. Um so mm. so yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. But yeah, we could we could discuss that in a in a bit more detail. And exciting, actually, because it's a concept I don't think anyone thought would get off the ground. And it could really have repercussions for others. Like they'll try things and it will have a knock on effect in some way. We probably can't, well, we can't predict what way, but I'm sure the Olympics and the world champs yeah. and even things like the Diamond League will will take notice. I mean, the way people are wearing cheat shoes now, and that's enhanced, isn't it? That's cheating. So they're going to find new ways of, 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 of cheating. And that's, you know, and the thing is, we're going to watch it aren't we like if, oh my god you know, I'm, I'm gonna take a shitload of shitload of drugs and then try and like run ridiculously fast and try and throw some shit around there we're absolutely watching that 
Mate, I'm not watching it. I'm bloody doing I'm it. Right. Stick a needle with me, me, give me a medal. Hell yeah. I do think, you know, you know when they, they'd say, like, the, the in every Olympics, there should be a normal person doing each event alongside the, you know, the actual athletes so we can see just how hard it is. I do think that they should do the same thing with this. Just a normal person, you know. I'm going to be normal. Well, I've never been called normal. I'm, I'm pleased. My psych evaluation is obviously improving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, I'm going to give a quick shout out to um, Ryan from the Governor Backyard Ultra in Dover, 4th of May. It's a very do-badder event. It's it, Dover has got a lot of, well, it's it's in a, I think it's in a prison or something like that. But you can actually run. It's not all on the that way prison ship, prison. is it? That prison ship in Dover <laughs> where they keep all the refugees. It's not that they one, do. Is They've it? got a lot of Somalians shipped in to, uh, and then straight away putting them in races. If they do well enough, they then get citizenship and entry into the Olympics as British. Run basically. for your run for your passport. It's called. <laughs> yeah, but um, this have a look, do badders. Is it a whole complex? with a fort and um it looks absolutely amazing massive walls you can run in the moat of this it's like super old comp- uh, prison complex and they've managed to get exclusive rights to to do their backyard ultra there so um that is on the 4th of may it's the back the governor backyard ultra go and governor. check it out the governor the governor and also shout out to felix allen who shared a picture of me with me of his leg um which was bitten by some massive dogs when he was out running um popped up on instagram popped up in the group again as something to be aware of and uh, i mean it, it it is a genuine concern because i've been out several times now and i have been surrounded by packs of dogs on nearly every run and and last week i went out i'm, I'm almost giving up on i thought you were about to say i've been it's... sexually assaulted by dogs <laughs> i was like that's still there's still there's still no excuse for you not to run though is there the uh it's only consult it's only assault if you haven't given consent so uh <laughs> but um the yeah I, I ended up doing a 400 meter rep or just under because it was the longest distance i could find in an area that wasn't by loads of traffic without dogs coming out and so um that was my my interval determined by that but um the wanted to do some feedback as well from the group we asked in the group last time about has anyone trialed training for but off the the back of camille saying that she trained for spartathlon without doing a single run um over two hours kind of 14 16 miles so we asked in the group whether anyone else has trained for massive ultras capping their longest run to less than two hours um and whether people think that this approach could or should work for them i haven't read any of these answers in advance <laughs> so um but we talked about this we talked about this at the run show in, in, in very at various points as well when it came talking about training and training load and you know getting getting the miles on your legs over you know years and years and years and years of of, of doing it as well um so this was something that 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 was discussed but yeah what do what do the do badders say well it's actually this was quite an informed discussion what? yeah what? 
What? I was, this yeah, has really, happened a few times now. Yeah, so um, it's always just pop up and just say vest or there's a podcast or something <laughs> like that. That's what that's what you're supposed to do. But Guy Bradford said depth over distance runs. Do not ent- underestimate the importance of strength work either, be it hills, weights, or plyometric exercises. So, and it, it looked as if he then like an emoji for a hundred. So I don't know if that means he's done a hundred miler based on that. Um, but Sarah King said that actually she's she wants to trial this because she just doesn't have the time for long runs, and that she finds uh, over sixty. Um, so at so why did I say sixty? At at fifty, that she finds that long runs can be pretty damaging and take a while to recover from. Um, Adam Guest pointed out that she can run sixty miles in under two hours, so it's fair enough. Um, Rob Shulman was saying, I think double long weekend runs of 20 plus 15 miles of good octa training rather than a, a 30 mile total run. Um, so almost using your weekend to put them together. Um, and also when we spoke to John, I know we, we yeah, we, we, we talked about this. We mm. spoke to John. John, John was splitting his runs because previously he was commuting. So he was running to work and then running back and he hasn't kept that up now that he works from home. He does a single run during the day, doesn't he? So it's, you know, he's not splitting his runs up. But like Dave Stewart says, um, this is what he's done. It's rare for him to run more than 15 miles in training. And Dave has done, as we know from a few weeks ago, he's, he seems to be, anytime there's a race that's hard to get into, he gets into it first week, basically. So he's done some chunky races. And Kevin Smalley also said for Wendover Woods last year, he doesn't think he ran longer than 15 miles in training down to building up after injury and family commitments and it and it worked um many probably started a bit more conservative but he finished well although he's not sure how fresh he felt afterwards but that's that's fair of any hundred miler is it so actually this has got to be one of the the best questions we've asked in the group and it it does seem that so it so it depends is basically the answer well it seems that most people who've tried it actually think it's all right. Um, although Lloyd Watkins says after each run, you get a burst of form of growth hormone, split your runs into you get double the burst. So, um, I, I think that's on the side of Camille. So you inject it. If you inject it, you don't have to go for a run at all. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, there we go. That's where you're going wrong. <laughs> yeah. Enhanced games all the way, baby. We've linked yeah, it back. Enhance, We've enhance, linked it, back. enhance it, baby. That's it. Have we got any questions for the group this week that we we should put in there? Um, we've never asked. We never asked the question about topless men, about whether it's socially acceptable for runners to run topless. So it's we not, that will be the question of the week. It's not. It's not acceptable. It's not. I well, this is why we asked the group. Well, yeah, but the, if, if anyone's in the group says it is okay, they're wrong. It's not. Well, this is not even one of a discussion. This is objectively that it's not acceptable for anyone to ever run with their top off, unless you're in I... like fucking Southern California and you're on bloody what's it called, Santa Monica Beach or whatever. That's like literally the only only time it's acceptable, and you kind of expect it as well. And I've and this. Well, Do you have you this... ever run with your have you ever run with your fucking top off? Um, I did when I was doing a long hill run last weekend two weekends ago in the middle of the isolated hills of Kosamui. so uh by but we we shall ask the group what their views are and 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 feedback 
But something else worth noting out, as I've gone in the group quickly, I forgot Ali. Ali was on Women's Hour this morning. Um, incredible. That is like Women's Hour is Billy Big Bollocks, right? Um, mm. So, well, I haven't listened to that yet, but we recommend you go and hunt that out if you haven't already. And also, I've noticed that Matt Sean has posted a picture of a cup in the group with the words bad boy running on it. Have you been tagged in this, JD? Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, no, I've already I've already answered it. I'm like, like either you haven't received it because it was sent out ages ago, or for some reason, like uh, fucking store sold more mugs than there were, as usual. And so uh-huh. we had like three the thing is it this right, so this is the difficulty. I'll explain to someone. So we've got three mugs that are, that are due to be sent out to people. Okay. But in order to get a new batch of mugs, got to buy 72. We haven't got the money to buy 72 fucking mugs. So Ooh. I'm waiting till we have the money to buy 72 mugs so that we can then get those mugs and then send them out to them. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the thing. So if someone else could buy some other merch or buy some mugs there on the site as a pre-order, that'd be great. But actually, if you go into the group now, you will see that there is new merch posted up there as well. So new merch designs. And I think you can, well, actually, I didn't really mean it as a vote, but everyone seems to have taken it upon themselves as to what they voted for. Um, I did kind of, I did, I did kind of like, uh, what's it called? Um, skew it in the direction I wanted to by by putting my preference as the first one. Uh, and everyone seems to have followed it. So that's great. But we've also, so we've got, we've got the shirts as well. So new shirts coming up, which are going to be the sublimated ones, which I think there's a, there's a kind of a clear favorite um, or two. And we've also got uh, the final design of the fancy shorts as well, um, which I'll be able to share as well. So we've got, a, we've got a shitload of merch coming up very soon all are, all are going to be on pre-order so everyone can just shut the fuck up now and stop bothering me about it <laughs> and uh well and, and i've been in the group and just looking at there's actually quite a lot of fun activity in the group now i'm impressed um someone spotted lee stewart evans's name turning up as one of the yeah. contributors to yeah. eight out of ten cats does countdown he just do you know what Lee Stewart evans cops up quite a lot in boston uh conversations about him uh, so we uh, we could talk about that when we talk about Boston. Do we know? Do we know if this is linked? Is this a, co- a no, coincidence? No, it's not. Or? It's not. No, it's coincidence. Ah, uh, okay. Although his image does show up when you Google the producer Lee Stewart. Well, it does, but the rest of it, the very <laughs> first image does, but the rest of it. <laughs> but surely the first one's the most important one. Oh, I know it's quite brilliant. Important, yeah. Should we get? Should we fly Lee Stewart Evans back from the states? To go into the studio with his passport and insist that he he gets in to uh, to the filming. I was, He's on the I was panel. thinking actually, while we're at the Boston, Boston, I was thinking we've got all this way. We literally, oh, I say we're just a few miles away from Lee. Like, we, we, we're not a few miles. We're fucking miles and miles away from Lee. But we were probably closer to Lee than we've been in such a such a long time, and still made no effort whatsoever to see him or arrange to see him. We didn't have time, to be fair. No, no, we, we will go into that next week. And also, thank for Nick, thanks to Nick Butter for posting Bad Boy Beer. In, there is a beer called Bad Boy in the group. Has anyone tasted it? But you've got a train to catch, I believe. Yeah, and, I have. I've uh, got to go. I've got to go to Manchester. Manchester. Cha. Manchester. Well, do badders. If you've got any suggestions of future guests, any subjects to 
discuss anything like that, message me, David, at badboyrunning.com. And get in the group if you want to um, feedback on whether you think it's acceptable or not to run topless. And we will we'll, we'll decide. We'll be judge and jury. It's not. As a group. I've decided it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, if, and, you, uh, uh, if you want to join the conversation, head over to uh, Facebook, type in Bad Boy Running Podcast, answer three questions, get in. If you want merch, store.badboyrunning.com. There's a few bits of um, uh, older merch. Uh, existing merch uh, still available if you want it, a few caps and other things. But as I said, there's going to be a uh, pre-order soon. So if you want to um, jump on the new merch coming up, get in the Facebook group um, ready and uh, willing and waiting for the uh, for the for the pre-order to come along. And I've just realised we haven't even discussed the weirdness of UTMB and their response about talking to Killian. One of the weirdest. Oh yeah, hosts. no, we haven't. We haven't. Oh no, but we can talk, uh, we can talk about it in relation. We can talk about it in relation to Scott next. 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 Bad stuff because we got an exclusive from uh, Scott Jurek, which I don't. Which I don't think which no one would have talked about. So we've got exclusive, yeah. exclusive information from Scott Jurek about UTMB. And there was no. But you're not going to know it. about because you're going to wait till next time. There we go. <laughs> what a cliffhanger! That's it, guys. We'll see you next time. See you later. Bye 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 bye